Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, today we are giving away $200 in slot play to Sasquatch Casino up in Blackhawk. First four callers are going to get 50 bucks each if you've won in the past. Not eligible to win again while you're up there. You can see how you can win a Chevy Colorado on Hagland Tracks. And if you don't want it, they're going to give you $25,000 in cash instead. Mace, you are getting ready for your bi-week vacation. Not are really a vacation. Because I'll still be doing the show. Are you still doing DNVR? I'm doing some writing, yes. I'm writing a, I'm writing a couple. But you're getting away. Yeah, I'm, I'm, cha- getting away. I'm changing venues is what I'm doing. And I'll get to sp- you know, spend a little extra time with uh, my nearest and dearest. and uh, Me? Th- oh, sorry. And uh, get to spend getting time. away from your near yeah. f- farthest and thank goddess. Hey, stop it, stop it! And also, you know what? Like the family dogs are with my wife and daughter in Wisconsin. Right. So, I get a chance to spend time with the dogs too. There you go. Well, good for you, Ruby and Cooper. Good are the, for you. Are the dogs' names? And you are good leaving tomorrow. Is that right? Tomorrow morning. And you will be doing the show live from Madison, Wisconsin. Where in the world is Carmen Mason? Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver, Centennial, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. What I'm about to say, if we're being completely honest, is the furthest thing from an original idea, but I'll give credit where credit is due. Our opening topic for the show I stole from somebody else. Namely, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, you know. Would you like to know who I stole this topic from? Who? TheDNVR.com. Ah, yes. Because I knew that you guys were talking about it on your show today. Yes. Well, thank you. Thanks for uh, listening and watching. I didn't listen and I didn't watch. <laughs> oh. I just happened to see something on Twitter. Because you get enough of me in these two hours, right? I would listen to that garbage if you paid me. You don't need another hour and 15 minutes. I That's mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, here's the difference between me and you. When I tell you I'm going to talk about something in the next segment, you are like a little kid who cannot wait for Christmas morning. You will bug me a week beforehand. What'd you get me? What'd you get me? Next day, what'd you get me? Actually, you get me? when it comes no, to no, Christmas hold on, let me finish. Gifts, I'm quite the let opposite. Let me finish. My mom no, will tell you, that. you have to mm-hmm. know what I'm going to say, as you would say, because I want to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. To which I've said to you many, many times, it's live radio. It's better to react than to prepare but i get that i know you graded the broncos at the buy and the dnvr.com i said the just to you know just to humor you i don't know if you went as in depth as we are going to go right now we're i was gonna say i saw the rundown this is the great show this is the well this is the great segment yeah this is the great but segment. there's another great segment coming well, we're gonna, you know, yeah, we're, we're gonna do I some mean. different things later it's a on. Gr- in the show. But it's a great show. Don't let anybody see the little man behind the curtain. Oh. With that, let's start it off. Give a grade for the offense. Offense, C. Yeah, 
I'd give it a C as well. I'm not trying to, you know, just be agreeable with you because you and I, we don't have to agree. We can certainly agree to disagree. I had that same conversation this morning, by the way, because Zach Stevens and I, we uh, our grades were really close on pretty much everything. Yeah, here's the thing. It doesn't make for great debate. I mean, the, the only thing that's debatable is it a C plus or a C minus or a C. It doesn't it doesn't qualify, really doesn't. It really does not qualify for a B minus, and I don't think it qualifies for a D plus. I mean, you look at the, the Broncos in terms of points per game, they're in the lower third. Points per, per possession, they're mid-tier. Right. They don't they've cut the turnovers which has helped. They have longer drives than they did last year more consistently and they chew more time off the clock which is the game they want to play. But it's and they've overcome injuries on the offensive line and at wide receiver but it has not been in any way spectacular. Quarterback. C. Hmm. That's where we'll have a little disagreement. C to C plus. That's where okay okay now you're actually com- C plus good because I do C plus I was gonna go B minus you know what I'm just gonna come out and say it we are ten games into the season and Drew Locke has never had a ten game stretch like this yeah let's I mean, just call it like it is but remember Drew Locke had to improve to be average right and Teddy Bridgewater is average right I mean and that's the thing Drew Locke was. Crossed the board, bottom five quarterback last year, and Teddy Bridgewater is a mid-tier quarterback. So C to C plus, that reflect. You know what? That reflects average. And you know what? He's I'll, average. I'll tell you what, one reason why. Because maybe you can say that I'm grading on the curve. When I look at the past quarterbacks, going all the way back to oh, if you grade on the curve, the Bronco post Peyton curve. Right. That's he's a, an A minus. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And that's why I'm giving him a B minus. <laughs> Because so you I, are grading on a curve. I'm grading on a curve a little bit because, honestly, when you look at Flacco and Simeon and Case Keenum, this is easily the best quarterback play they've had. But I'm going to throw something out at you. No doubt. You can make a lot of arguments on where Bridgewater has been a better quarter, has been a pretty good quarter. His completion percentage is good. His touchdown-interception ratio is good. He, he's done a lot of good things. But his sack rate is bad and his third-down conversion rate is bad. Third down completion percentage is good. Conversion rate is bad. Well, let's put that into perspective. Yeah. His third down passer rating, or his his completion percentage, is 67% on third down, which sounds great, right? A lot of checkdowns. The problem is, the problem is, okay, is that, um, well, he's only converted 33% mm-hmm. of all of his third downs. So, yes, it, it and, and that's how you can take – this is the perfect example. And this is why you say, well, in terms of passer rating, he's 11th. He's above average. Right. In terms of completion percentage, he ranks third. He's well above average. This, you know but, how- but then you say, like, Q, QBR, for example, ESPN QBR, he's down at 24. Third down conversion percentage is low. Sack rate is too high. And that's why you take all, he's high in EPA. He's high in completion percentage over his quarterback rating is high. Right. But that's where you. But his QBR is low, right. depending on which rating service you like. And the, and the thing is, that's why you kind of take it all together, put it, you know, put it all in a stew. And what you come out with is an average quarterback. Right. The highs balance out the lows. He right. is an average quarterback, which right. is what. I think we really expected. Right. And by the way, no, he's been better than expected. Yeah. Let's be really? honest. Yeah. 
Well, he's been about at uh, New Orleans level, Teddy, in terms of performance. Right. So he's, he, he has reached his peak yeah. of his career. And again, he gets a lot of A's and a lot of D's. And oh, by the way, there's a very good chance that as of right now, based on what the free agent market looks like, y'all may not be happy at Teddy Bridgewater. He's Teddy probably Bridgewater's the best guy out there. Probably the best guy on the market in free yep. agency. Yep, no doubt. Okay, let's move on. Defense. Defense. They, they, you know what's funny? The, the red zone defense has been very good, right? Yes. So they, they have a lot of things where they're good, and then, oh points, boy. Points per game is good. Points per possession is average. Right. So what are you giving them? <sighs> B minus. I'm grading on a curve again. Okay. I'm grading on expectations. They're C minus. Okay. Because not on a curve. A B minus, I think, is fair if you're not on a curve. Okay. I'll give them a C. But they should, but you're not paying for B minus. It's the highest paid defense in football. So because you're you're paying for an A. Fine. When you have Vic Fangio, the defensive genius, and he got every player that he, generally speaking, wanted. Got I the entire secondary that he wanted. I understand that there have been lots of injuries to the linebacker core, and that certainly hurts. No uh, doubt. But, but, yeah, but there have been games where the secondary has been shredded. There have been games where other teams have run the ball down the Broncos' throats. I don't think you can give the Broncos a B-minus just by looking at the opening Browns drive. No team can get a B minus. That's too high is my point. And let's look at the last game that they played. Ball run down their throat. It's as if they didn't even have a game plan for Jalen Hurts. You know what those games have in common? They lost. Curtis Robinson got forced in at linebacker. And when Baron Browning left because the back spasms flared up on Sunday and Robinson came in, I turned to uh, my neighbors in the press box and said, if the Eagles are smart, they're going to run right at Robinson. I mean, he's hey, he's an undrafted rookie. He's doing all he can, but he is sorely overmatched when he's out there, and teams know it. And so you point to the Browns and the Eagles games, and in both cases, a good portion of what they did on the ground was simply basically going right just going right at the broken basically the bro the, the broken limb and that's what and they just okay there's a weakness you keep hammering it and you keep hammering it and so that's I mean there are excuses there are reasons but there are reasons but there's a big reason why the Broncos had their biggest their worst days in run defense against Cleveland and Philadelphia. It's because at that point, the injuries and inside linebacker became too much to overcome. So you're going to stick with your B minus. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I'll move it to a C, but honestly, but also because you say maybe. those, but you, look, they've been average. You had you had average. you had a great performance against Dallas a week earlier. Okay. Which one was, game? A and shutout in the, in until the first three games. Couple yeah. of rookie quarterbacks. You had you have a shutout in week three. You have. The Cowboys shut out for 55 minutes until garbage time. I can't I can't look at the broad spectrum of the season and say this is a C this is a C minus defense, even though if you are grading on a curve, I think you have a point, but I'm not grading on a curve. I'm grading on the performance. The performance is B minus. And you know what? They've been beaten early. They've been giving up points early. Then they give up points late when they need stops. They can't get them. 
It's all of those things combined. I'll move it up to a C. By the way, I can't believe we're actually doing this. We're kind of doing something on time on the show here. We had six topics. Grade the Broncos at the bye. Offense, quarterback, defense. We got through those three. We're pretty much on time going into the break. Coming up later on in the show in the second hour, we will grade the special teams, which will be a very quick grade. Uh, coaching could be a relatively quick grade, maybe, but we'll go through each guy. Yeah. Each coordinator. I know one coordinator who's not going to get a good grade. And then we're going to grade George Payton. Then we're going to grade George Payton. But coming up after the I break. I think I know who's going to get the highest grade of all of these. What's that? I think I know who's going to get the highest grade. Of we'll the coaches? About, of all those that you mentioned. Coaches, GM, all Oh, there's no doubt who's yes. going to get the highest but grade. we'll get into that at 5 o'clock. With that. Maybe the only happy person following the Broncos' loss. You can make an argument. I'm not saying he was. But the only happy guy following the Broncos' loss was Pat Shermer. <laughs> we'll tell you why next. After all, I knew it had to be something to do with you. I really don't mind what happens now. With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Mighty Plumbing and Heating. Why does Mighty Plumbing and Heating have nearly 155 star reviews? No one has better service and they will meet or beat any written offer. Go to MightyPH.com. How would you evaluate the play calling in the Eagles game? Let me help you. Suboptimal, as they would say on Men and Blazers. 18 running plays. And the game was close through... Two and a half quarters. And mo- yes, most of those runs came early. Right. So, does Pat Shermer look better, worse, or the same compared to Mike Shula, a former offensive coordinator himself, following the loss? I think he looks better. Doesn't he? Yes. No. But I kind of warned people about that late last week when I went on Twitter and just all I did was post the total offense rankings and the scoring offense rankings of offenses led by Mike Shula, which goes, goes back. It goes back a quarter century right. because his first OC gig, Tampa, I believe me, I was in college at USF. I rem- and I was at a lot of those Mike Shula Buccaneer games. I remember them well. And it was poor. I, I could use a stronger word, but it was poor. And use, a, use a stronger word. Yeah. I want to hear a stronger. No, I, I'm not going to say it. But and the only time that Mike Shula has had a competent offense was, oh, by the way, when he had a league MVP quarterback at his disposal. 
I mean, well, I, he helped that league MVP too. He did, bit. but here's the thing: like he was Mike Shula is a good quarterback coach. Okay, he's exactly who you'd want as a quarterback coach, and and I, and that MVP, he was able to channel his skills into being an MVP player in large part because of the coaching of Mike Shula as a position coach. That's what he does best. As an offensive coordinator, not so much. Okay, now let's talk about Javante Williams. Yes, let's. And and go back to a quote that Vic Fangio had last week. Javante Williams reminds me of Edgerin James and Terrell Davis. Yeah. With that, Melvin Gordon will likely not be here next season. If George Payton believes that Melvin Gordon is going to be here next season, if he feels that he can get Melvin Gordon for a deal, first of all, do you want Melvin Gordon back? Let's just start right there. At the right price, yeah. After what's happened in two of the last three games? That's part of the equation, but he's still still averaging well over four yards per carry. He's leading you in touchdowns. Melvin Gordon is one of the league's best red zone backs, and that is a skill on a compressed field, finding narrow gaps, being able to take advantage of holes when they flash open in a compressed area. And that's a skill that Javante Williams is still developing. So I, if you told me Melvin Gordon is back at the right price next year, I'm fine with that. Melvin Gordon's vision is very good. Yes, it is. That's what Javante Williams needs to work on. And so, it wouldn't hurt to have Melvin around to continue helping Javante with that. I don't, well, do you think running back can help somebody with their vision? Really? I think he can tell. I think he can help guide him on. Okay, this is what you're looking for. Like, here's the thing: when you come, it's you know how we talk about quarterbacks when they come from college that they have to learn that you can't wait for the big window. It right. doesn't exist. Right. Closes fast. You can't wait for the big holes. Okay, like in Dallas, hey, O line was great. Dallas was off. There were holes you could have driven a truck through, but more often those holes are going to flash open and be gone in a second. And that's what Javante Williams needs to learn to do. And that he's got to have that vision to see it as it flashes open and then quickly attack it. And that's I think where Melvin Gordon can continue to help him to guide him on what to look for. Knowing in those you, holes. Knowing you, you know the stat off the top of your head. Probably not. Yeah, I know you. Oh, you, you know, sticky fingers is going to go on the computer and impress everybody. Um, with that, what percentage of carries, and this is probably not hard to find out as you are yeah. currently playing with your mouse to find this, what percentage of carries has Melvin Gordon gotten so far, and what percentage has Javante Williams gotten? I don't know the exact percentage, but I know that they... How many carries has each had? I believe Melvin's averaging uh, 12 carries a game and Javante's averaging 10. Well, look at the total, and then we could figure it out that yeah, way. Yeah, 118-103. Oh, that's pretty close. So 11.8, 10.3. So, they're one, so if we get down to decimal points, it's, pro- it's probably, they're, they're it's ca- probably like 52-48. There's a carry and a half difference per game. So basically... It's probably like 52-48, roughly, for Melvin Gordon. Roughly. Sound about right? Well, more like a little... But probably like 54, 46, but yeah. Oh, my God. Ah! You are incorrigible. That's what I do. Okay. After the bye week, do you flip that? What percentage should happen? Because honestly, if Javante Williams 
who is going to be your main guy next year for sure, and you have seven games to go, and you don't know if you're going to make the playoffs. I mean, I understand you are in contention. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. And Melvin Gordon has now done what he did last year, putting the ball on the ground. Javante's put on the ground as often as Melvin if we if we count the fumble that should have been called. In fact, it's funny. Uh, like that, uh, the Washington game, Javante Williams fumbled. Replays show that he fumbled. It was ruled not a fumble. Okay. But every replay showed that he fumbled it. And that's why Melvin Gordon went in. Because at that point, it's like, oh, we don't trust Javante here. And then Melvin fumbled. And right. now Melvin has fumbled again. So basically what you're looking at is two fumbles each. And Gordon has 139 touches. And Javante Williams is 127, including receptions. Well, Javante Williams has fumbled the ball once. Once lost they, it once. No, like I said, no. We're ca- I'm counting the one that was clearly a fumble mm-hmm. that did not go into the stat books as a fumble, but we know was based on what we saw at the end of the Washington game. Okay. So basically, they've got two fumbles each. To be fair. Okay. Fine. With that, so they're the same. What what percentage are you now giving the ball to Javante Williams? You're going to keep it, Melvin Gordon. 52-48, or is it 54-46? Are you flipping it around? Maybe slightly, but not much. You want to know why? Not, not really. If this, team is, if this team isn't in the playoff race, let's say it fades. Yeah. I don't want Javante Williams getting that accumulated wear and tear when it's meaningless. Oh, he's not. He only has 103 carries. No, I'm saying down the stretch. He's like, not. let's say you lose these. Let's say you lose to the Chief, the Chargers and Chiefs, and you're five and seven. You're basically done. How are you going to get a guy vision if you don't get him out there? No, no, he needs he needs to be out there. So he has I'm a- not I'm not making him the bell cow. I'm I'm still splitting it basically fifty fifty. In that case, I'm not I, I am not going to run. Javon- no, I'm not saying he takes eighty percent of no, the carries. I'm not. Running, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not suggesting. Ja- I'm not running Javante Williams into the ground for a lost cause. I, listen, I am not suggesting he he carries the ball 80% of the time. I'm saying keep it 50-50. No, uh, because you know what? The best way to learn is to be out there. So, But he, every, every hit oh, that you God. accumulate. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll I'm, t- I'm focused on the long term. I'm focused on you know, how do you maximize Javante Williams in 22, 23, and 24. If you're out, If you're out of it down the stretch, why do you have him taking a pounding? When it's meaningless. Where else is he going to get that experience seeing the hole? I'd rather have him getting it next year. Oh, I want him ready to see the hole when he's out there. You're working on that and practicing. You know what? Even with his vision still improving, still learning, he's averaging five yards a carry. So, in other words, he's still an effective running back. He's, he, what you have to do is you have to be patient with him. The other, th- the other thing is, Mel- and another reason why Melvin Gordon's still going to play better is this. Melvin Gordon's still better in the pass game, both in pass pro and as a receiver. I'm just saying I would go, I'd flip it around and go 54-46 for Javante Williams. Get him a little bit more experience. Get his vision up to, up to snuff. And it's not as if, listen, he's not going to finish the season. They each touched the ball 10 times against... Philadelphia. I that may be that. where it goes. I understand that. He's not going to finish the season with over 200 carries. Seven games to go. He has 103 touches. He's not going to finish the season with all with over 200 carries. If he does, you know what? The only reason he would is if 
he had to be the bell cow because Melvin Gordon got hurt and you were in contention. Because I because I can imagine if the Broncos were five and seven, six five and seven, six and eight, a record like that, that they wouldn't that if something happened to Melvin Gordon and Javante was still healthy, they'd probably just go a little heavier with Mike Boone to ease the burden. We're That's not, the smart we're play. We're not here. talking about Derrick Henry type of carries. Get him out there to get him more experience. Remember, he's still a rookie. Let's not play the game. I'm worried about him getting hurt. I'm not worried about him getting hurt. I'm worried about the long-term wear and tear. He has 103 carries through 10 games. That's almost nothing. It's almost nothing. Nothing. I mean, I don't, but I don't want him all of a sudden going from. I mean, I'd like him touching the ball 15 times a game, if that's fair. Like, Well, 15, 15 times a game, if he touched the ball 15 times a game, times 17, what's the math on that? 17 times 10. That's, over, that's touches. That's including receptions. Well, they, they, don't, yeah. they don't pass the running backs yeah. that much. Are you kidding? They have 45 receptions between them. Between them? Yes. Javante Williams has, uh, I believe he's got 24, and Gordon's got 21. That's fine. Yeah. How many carries a game? He's still going to get hit by the 10, way. 10.3 carries a game for Williams, 11.8 for Gordon. What's that? 10.3 carries a, carries a game. Right right now. We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Here's the thing. Javante Williams has 12.7 touches a game. All right? Yeah. I don't want to see him be Derrick Henry. No. But, I do, but this is true for both of them. I want to see both of them touching the ball 15 times a game. The rest of the way. You know what? I'll as long as they're in contention. I'll be honest with you. 15 times a game. And you can make and they it. should combine for 30 touches. If they don't combine for 30 touches a game, your game planning and your tactics are wrong. And this, by the way, is a whole nother topic when it comes to red zone. How in the world are you so bad in the red zone with Sutton, Fant, Patrick, Judy, and Okawebanam? I'm not even putting in the running backs. Yeah, well, and that's... You don't even have to pass to the running backs. You have enough talent in terms of pass catchers. Cortland Sutton and the fact that he has not been involved in the... Is he uh, in the witness relocation program? Because yeah, I haven't seen him over the, the last, last three weeks. The last... And not to... Not because he doesn't want to be The last available. three games, he's been targeted nine times. Nine times? Nine times. Did you just make a joke? Yeah, I just made a Ferris Bueller reference. And he has five... Nine res- times. He has five receptions... For 78 right. yards in the last nine three games. Times. Here you go. Nine, nine time. times. Nine times. Very, very good. Thank you, Danny. Thank you. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know what here's, if you're Teddy you know what here's the thing means? It means I'm gathering my thoughts. Exactly. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Yes. It's like when you repeat my question to you. Yes. It's, it's, it's not a, that you didn't hear it. You need more time. I am, I'm gathering my thought here because I want to say well, give this Give us clearly. your thought. we got to hit a break. In the bye week, at some point, somebody needs to tell Teddy Bridgewater that just because Cortland Sutton is covered does not mean he, might, he won't make the play. He wins jump balls. He draws pass interference penalties. Yep. Cortland Sutton should not have only three targets per game, as has been the case. By the way, it's been the case since Jerry Judy came back, and including week one when Judy played. In the four games Judy has played, Sutton has had only three targets a game. They've got to bulk bulk that up. 
Are the Denver Broncos better than a 3-6 and six team right now? Not according to NFL.com's latest power ranking. How many other sub-500 teams are they behind in NFL.com's power rankings? We'll tell you next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us, MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. I don't know if we're going to even get to this segment because I want to get to something else. Uh, you have been kind enough to loan me your charger for yeah. your computer. Uh, mine was sitting at 10%. Usually, I bring my charger with me. Mm-hmm. You were kind enough to let me use it. Um, right now, I'm sitting at 32%, and, and you're at 19%. 15 now. Okay. Well, and, and you're panicking at 19%. Are you? 19%, you're panicking? I was at 10 in the red. I just like. Is this the way Andrew Mason rolls? I like a little buffer zone. Like, oh, you'll get buffer. There'll be plenty of buffer. Yeah, I sound like George Costanza. Oh, you'll get buffer. There's plenty of buffer where that came from. And you're like, what's buffer? It's like uh, when they're sitting around talking about the duty free shop. What's duty? And that leads them singing. I like to stop at the duty free shop. I like to stop at the duty free shop. Danny, uh, let's do what's trending, please. Now. What's Trending is presented by Colorado Off-Road in Littleton. If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com. Well, if you want to know what NFL.com thinks of the Broncos, check this out. The Broncos check in with a 5-5 five and five record in the playoff hunt at number 23. That means they are in the lower third. They're behind the three and six Seattle Seahawks, and they are behind the Eagles at four and six. And before you put up an argument that the Eagles just beat the Broncos, my counter argument is then the Broncos should be ahead of the Cowboys. So let's not go there. You can't go. Let's ahead. not go. Well, there. Then the Jaguars should be ahead of the Bills, right? That's if my we're going point. by head to head. That's my point. We could transitive property our way through the NFL. That's my point. Being a pretzel. That's that's my point. The Eagles are four and six, and they are ahead of the Broncos in a crap in a crappy division. But they are behind two teams that are under five hundred. Wow, that's what. NFL.com thinks of the Broncos. When you look at other power rankings, uh, the Broncos aren't considerably higher, and they are still behind other teams at losing records. Yeah, like I'm looking at the ESPN power rankings right now, and the Broncos, they're sitting at number 20. 
which is one spot behind the four and five Minnesota Vikings. Right. And that's, by the way, the Broncos are down five spots in a week. Should be. Yes. The Eagles only rose one spot by beating the Broncos. The Broncos fell five spots by beating the Eagles. Say it again? In the ESPN power rankings? Yeah. Broncos fell five spots by losing to the Eagles, but the Eagles only rose one spot by beating the Broncos. Yeah. So what that what they're telling you is that it's not really it's much more of a win. No, it's more notable that the Broncos lost to the Eagles and the Eagles beat the Broncos. What do you I mean we're we are completely making assumptions here. What if the Broncos had not played the Giants, Jags, Jets, and Redskins? Let's say they played the who? The football team? Yes, I said it. Well, they're the football team now. They haven't oh, had that nickname God. in two years. You know what? I'm just Some saying. habits die hard. Yeah. With that. Are they still the Oakland Raiders to you? They are. No, they're, they're the L.A. Raiders. Wow. How about the San Diego Chargers? Minneapolis Lakers. All Bo- the way, baby. All right. Have the Colts moved back to Baltimore? What's that? The Colts moved back to Baltimore? In my mind, they have. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Is there a problem here? No. Just saying. Okay. Yeah, I still call them the Chicago Staley's. I don't call them the Bears. I call them the Staley's. Go back for the Cater Staley's. There you go. Not even Chicago. <laughs> right. With that, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Broncos didn't have the luxury of playing those four teams. Four teams. And let's just say, okay, so I'll look at the standings right here. Let's let's pick out marginal teams, teams that are roughly five and five. What if they had to play the Colts? They're five and five. What if they had to play the Vikings? What if they had to play the Panthers, and what if they had to play the 49ers? I'll tell you, the Panthers, it depends whether you get them with McCaffrey or not. Okay. Like, for Carolina, they're 4-1 they're with C-Mac. They're 1-4 without him. Generally speaking, we don't need to go but yeah, game it, by game because we've got to hit a break. But literally, yeah, that's that's what – if you get him without – if you get him with McCaffrey, you probably lose. Okay. There you go. And then uh, let's just go with – who else did I – I put San you Francisco. said the Vikings. Vikings, 4-5. San- well, Vikings, yeah. Yeah. You probably lose. Okay. What about the Vikings just beat the Chargers too? What about the 49ers who won last night? By the way, did you see Von Miller get pancaked by George Kittle? It was as embarrassing of a play, specifically for a Hall of Famer, as you will ever see. Does that he make, was flat out embarrassed? Does, does the that only make, thing wait, that Kittle was missing was a saddle as he rode Von to the ground. Does that make George Kittle Cam Newton's granddad? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because he was Von Miller's dad last night. There you go. Did you see that block? Yes. It was. He pile-drived him. Now, George Kittle is arguably one of the greatest blocking tight ends of all time who has pass-catching skills. And you can make the case he is the greatest blocking tight end of all time that has great pass-catching skills. You think maybe Von is uh, rethinking a long-term contract with the Rams because he's going to have to see George Kittle twice a year? No, okay. I don't think so. But with that, even with the 49ers and the other teams that I mentioned, let's say of those four games, they split it. Probably, because look, the Broncos are... They're three and seven. Yeah, the Broncos are a mid-tier team. Right. And these are other mid-tier teams. And basically, these are coin flip games. You know, you go against these other mid-tier teams, sometimes you're... You know, sometimes you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. I mean, I know it sounds kind of cliche, but that's why I really, 
I'm not sure the bottom falls out on the Broncos here coming out of the bye because the Chargers have fallen back to mid-tier. Usually when you're picking 19... The Bengals are mid-tier. I mean, I think the Broncos are going to be able to pick up enough wins here. I mean, maybe they beat the Chargers, beat the Bengals, beat the Lions to where even though it's not going to feel like they're much of a team, they're still going to be technically in it. Usually when you are picking 19th in the draft, you can make the case you're in purgatory. You're a playoff team if you pick 19th. You are? Yeah, because they're now that you have seven teams from each conference in the postseason. With that, with that. 18th is like where the purgatory really is now. Okay. But they're, yeah. but, but they're not, they're not, you can make the case they're not the 19th best team in football. A strong oh, case. Well, they're not, the, they're not the 19th best team in football. But that's where they'd be roughly picking in the draft. So if anything, they should be picking Right now higher. they're picking 14th. Oh, well, right now, forget about tie breaks. They are, according to the league standings, according to ESPN.com, when you add it all up, when you look at league standings, right. the Broncos are sitting at number 19. Right, when they're 19th, but like in the, in the, the draft reflects them being actually uh, Thank team 19. The draft does. Yes, because they're picking. Four- they said they're 14th. They, yeah, they pick 14th. Yeah. So that means they're picks 15 through 32. So that's 18 teams. ahead that pick after them. So the Broncos, that makes the Broncos. The, so basically, if you say that they're 19th, the draft reflects that. The draft order reflects that as of today. So where are they picking in the draft right now? 14th. But according to this, they're the 19th. They're 19th. Is that, that That's not draft order. That's where they rank. That's where you they didn't, rank. You, you'd invert it. Okay. You'd invert it. it oh. be, because... 19th. Oh, that's right. I'm not 19th fa- means you're 14th. Just because worse. I'm not smart doesn't mean you have to point it out. No, I'm just saying. Danny, why does he always do this to me? Just because you did well on the SATs, you don't need to go boasting about it in a very passive way. I Mace just we- wants to make sure that we get all the information right. He's not he's not telling you you're dumb or anything. No. I don't think any of us would stupid. do that. I was worried this was going to devolve into that whole thing. That's the, right. The you're Laura right. Laura Ingram, you think? Did you see that today? <laughs> That's unbelievable, isn't it? That was yeah. that was like a who's you! on first. It was like who's on. It was like it was a who's, who's on, on first. first. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that hilarious? Yeah. It was. You got to check that out. Oh, it's very seen it. funny. Yeah. But our listeners should check it out. All right. What do we have coming up on Mountain High Appliance? Just in case you missed it. A very happy birthday to a Nuggets player today, and uh, he had a decent game last night. We'll talk about who that is. Don't and tell us who Maybe it is. if he needs some more time uh, on the court in the coming weeks also. A couple unexpected results over NFL Week 10, and with it officially in the books, we'll take a look at which was the most surprising. That's on the other side right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. <laughs> Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. 
on the Rocky Mount Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. You keep pulling the charger out of my laptop now. I know. Why? Because I'm a child. I mean, you're old. You're nine years older than me. I'm a child. Obviously. I'm very and- much a child. <laughs> Make no mistake about it. When you're not looking, I'm yanking that thing out. I, I am a child. I make. I, I'm I'm proud of it actually. Yeah, I am. Your humor is still kind of straight up thirteen year old. I'm it, I'm like Dennis Miller, where he famously said, and I'm paraphrasing here: fifty percent of the jokes are for the audience, and the other fifty percent are for me. Yeah. So I will be pulling that charger when you're least looking. Time now for the final word. The final word. You're holding. It. Yes. <laughs> Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, happy birthday to Bull Bull. He had seven points, two rebounds, one block in 11 minutes last night when the Nuggets fell to the Mavs in Dallas, 111-101. to What birthday gift? Something... Related to basketball, would you give to Bowl to help his play? Playing time. Playing time. It's <laughs> pretty simple. By the way, what was Minute thinking when he named his son Bowl? Probably the uh, same thing that Dwayne Dwayne's parents were naming when they named him Dwayne Dwayne. How about when God Sham God, his parents named him God? Yeah. Right. That's something. I don't understand. Remember he went by Sham God Wells for a year, then he went back to being God Sham God? I mean, seriously. I, you and I both have children. Why would you do that to your child? Name him God? Well, name him Bol Bol. Bol Bol? Yeah. I mean, do we remember Boutros Boutros Golly, who was the Secretary General of the How UN? How about the parents of Dick Trickle? What the hell were they thinking? They named him Richard. He chose to go by Dick. They named him Richard. What about anyone who they, who is named Richard Johnson? Dick Johnson. There was a newscaster mm-hmm. in Chicago named Dick Johnson. Yeah. But that's not as obvious. Dick Trickle is. They named him Richard. They did not have to do that. By the way, Bull Bull's full name is Bull Minute Bull. So not only did Minute name him Bull Bull, but then he named... Why not Minute Bull Bull? Or Minute the Bull second. the second. Yeah, Minute Bull go. Jr. He was named after his late great-grandfather and Dinka chief, Bol Chol Bol. I got it. But then what about that guy's parents? What were they thinking? I'd have to go and look up the, the backstory on Bol Chol Bol. To you know what I'm going to do? In commercial break, I'm going to Ancestry.com and I'm going to figure this out. So it was a, ha- it was a birthday birthday for After Bol I go Bol. to FarmersOnly.com. Oh, my gosh. Just in case you missed it, several unexpected results. NFL Week 10, the Dolphins beat the Ravens back on Thursday night. Washington took down Tampa Bay. And last night, the Rams couldn't get anything going in a loss to the 49ers. What was the most surprising outcome in the NFL this week in your eyes? I mean, I'd still say Washington over Tampa Bay. Yeah. Even though the, the scale of the 49ers' dominance last night was a shock. But... 
the Bucks have no have no business letting Washington hang around. The thing the Bucks need to be concerned about right now, by the way, is that their defense cannot get off the field. In the fourth quarter, Washington salted the way salted away the game with an a 19-play, 80-yard drive that chewed up all but the last 29 seconds of the game. By the way, congratulations to the NFL, where one of the most popular sayings, which is a cliche, has now rung true to become a trifecta. Mm -hmm. Did you follow me on that? A trifecta. We have every given Sunday, every given Monday, and every given Thursday. Yeah, and it happened this past week. Any given Thursday, yeah. every given, any given Monday, and any given Sunday. Any given game day. Right. I mean, so I mean, who's like you look at the at this coming week, and uh, you know, who's to say that uh, that the that the Vikings aren't going to upset the Packers? Or that the Seahawks aren't going to beat the Cardinals? Seahawks are three and six. Cardinals are well, two. is Kyler Murray playing? That's the thing. And Russell Wilson, although Russell Wilson and the Seahawks were shut out last week in, in the snow. And Kyler Lambo. Murray's not playing. All bets are off on the Cardinals. Yeah. Let's be There's honest. There's no great team this year. You can make that case. Yes. There, there are a couple of very bad ones, yeah. Houston and Detroit, but there is no great team. It reminds me a little of the 08 season, which ended with Pittsburgh beating Arizona in the Super Bowl. Also ended with Mike Shanahan being fired. Will a similar season end with a Broncos coach firing? We'll see. It was very informative. What happened in 2007? That was Patriots going 16 0 and losing to the Giants. 1968. Uh, that was Jets over Colts Super Bowl three. 1947. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Now you lost me there. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, you can walk in any store, try out the appliances before. Don't even think about it. Don't even think about what? Pulling the charger out of my computer. I saw what you were trying to do. Is that the L.A. charger or the San Diego charger? <clears throat> Just tell, anyway. tell everyone about Mountain High Appliance. Well, why don't you tell us about Mountain High Appliance, Mace? You can try before you buy at Mountain High Appliance. What does that mean? It means that you can uh, get the appliance, take it home, see if you like no, it. No, you don't take it home. Yeah, they bring you, it home. They no, you don't bring it, it home. You actually try it out in their store. Oh, I thought, I you thought, didn't know that? I thought you could actually get it home for a while. And no, you don't get to rent it for a week. <laughs> okay. No, you try it out in the store. <laughs> My but, bad. But tell me about their sales staff that's really experienced. Oh, it's the most experienced sales, sales staff in the market. No question about yeah. it. And why do you want to work with an experienced sales staff, young Padwan? Well, but you want to work with an experienced sales staff because they will guide you to the right appliance for what you need in your home. And where can you find Mountain High Appliance? You can find them all over the front range they've got locations in uh, Louisville Littleton they've got the clearance center they've got a location down in Colorado Springs I believe as well all over the place dude you are their new spokesman coming up after the break how <laughs> wild is the AFC West going to be with everybody thinking the Broncos season is over and it isn't that's next <laughs> 